to the Care Coach Lead Show. This is Andrew Frezza, and today I want to talk to you guys about how to manage better. And I want to talk about the concept of policies versus agreements. And this is coming from a conversation that I had with a pair of gym owners that I work with. And a few months back, we were talking about them starting to take over the gym that they were a part of as members and coaches and now are being transitioned into the gym owner role and the leaders of that gym. And one of the things that they were running into an issue with was being able to create some authority with the team and being able to create some new policies and to uphold those policies. And these are people that are super nice people. These are people that don't want to be looked at as like this hard ass leader, or this hard ass manager. They want to be people that are fair. They want to be people that um, are creating clarity for their team, but they don't want to be unnecessarily harsh with their policies. And they also don't want to create this atmosphere of like, it's my way or the highway. Um, at the same time, they want to run a better business with better systems. And they're trying to find the balance of these two sort of opposing dichotomies here. So one of the things that I share with them is this concept of policies versus agreements. And it's really just a matter of semantics in a lot of ways to, to define these as two separate things, because in a lot of ways, a policy could be an agreement and an agreement could be a policy. But I really like this de designation because when I think about a policy, I think about the, the corporate language of that, the corporate speak of that. And it feels like it's oftentimes a one-way conversation, all right? This is the business business's policy. This is the way it's gonna be, no questions asked. And a lot of times in my short experience with corporate America and just kind of seeing things from the outside, you have a lot of these policies that are either outdated or they never made sense in the first place. There was not a lot of thought process behind that policy and people are upholding something that is out of alignment with how they think and how they act, but they're upholding it because that's the way it is, that's the policy. The flip side of that is something, is an agreement. And to me, an agreement is more of that two-way conversation. It's something that is used to create clarity between multiple parties and all sides, all parties involved are able to get their viewpoint as part of that agreement, right? Because the nature of the word agreement says that both sides, or if it's three parties involved, all parties involved are agreeing to, this is the way that we want things to be. This is the way we want things to function. So when we're putting agreements in place, it forces us to see other people's viewpoints, and it also forces us to ask why. Why are we putting this in place? And one of the questions that I love to ask with any situation out there is what problem are we trying to solve? There's so many times in our business where we're adding a layer of complexity to that business. We're gonna run an event, we're gonna run a specialty program, we're gonna create a marketing offer, we're gonna add a policy of some sort, an agreement of some sort, and we haven't taken the work, we haven't done the work of asking the question, what problem are we trying to solve? Because oftentimes we solve all these symptoms and we don't actually solve the heart of what's really there. So first and foremost, we have to define what problem we're we trying to solve. Then if we can think of things in terms of agreements versus policies, 
hopefully we can create a solution that actually makes sense for all parties involved. And yes, it will benefit the business, but it doesn't benefit the business at the expense of the teammate. So where this will come up, it's things like vacation or time off policies, um, how to get class coverage, you know, what does it look like to be on time or to be late in your facility? These little agreements are really important and you wanna create clarity for your team on what these things look like. So we were specifically talking about vacation time and time off and they ran into a situation where they actually got into a, a jam and one of their coaches actually asked a member, a veteran member, to cover one of their classes. They couldn't get any coverage through the rest of the team and they asked a member to cover that class. And as we dug through this situation, we realized that the gym owners definitely didn't feel like this member was up to par to cover this class. They had no training in it. The member actually didn't even really want to do that. It wasn't something that they had an agreement around of, of saying, yes, whenever you need me to fill in, I'm happy to do it. That was never spoken out loud. And pretty much every party left that, that situation um, in worse shape. The coach who got coverage, the member did not feel good about covering those classes, and the clients that took that class didn't have the best possible experience. So when we go and now move forward with this team and we say, well, what do we want this to look like moving forward? We do have to, to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, no matter what, we're not gonna have a member coach a class. If we get in this situation in the future, if this is not an emergency, okay, and I'm, I'm talking to the coach who got this class covered, coach, if this is not an emergency, can we come to an agreement that you're going to cancel whatever this other thing is, this non-emergency thing is, and cover your own class? Or can you come to me first and we'll mutually decide to cancel this class and I'd rather cancel a class than have a member who doesn't want to coach step in and have to cover a class? So when we work out this situation, we do wanna hear all parties involved and we wanna to come to a conclusion that works best for everybody. And that might look like a policy, that might look like an agreement, however you wanna look at it. But I like to look at it in terms of the agreement side of things because it forces us to define the why behind it and it forces us to see everybody's viewpoints in it. Another situation that's gonna often come up in terms of coaches development management is that when you go from running your own life to helping to delegate and oversee someone else's responsibilities, either as a gym owner, uh, a head coach, a general manager of some sort, when you make that shift, it can be really difficult. And one of the things that people struggle with is, especially people that were really good at their jobs, is they don't wanna talk in terms of well, I did it this way, so you need to do it this way. That is not gonna be the best approach to get someone to be successful with what they're doing. The better approach to that is to take a step back and look at that situation from more of a first principles perspective. And you could take your own experience into that. So you can, you can say, well, why was I successful as a coach? Why was I successful as a personal trainer? Why am I successful at sales? What are the foundational principles of what I apply that anyone can apply? And 
not just what do I do, but what makes anybody successful at those, those things? What makes anybody successful as a coach? What makes anybody successful as a personal trainer, as a salesperson, whatever the thing is, the role is you're trying to help someone with. And you wanna narrow that down to principles that that person can fall back on and they can learn to be successful just like you were. So the conversation when you're trying to coach someone to be better isn't, hey, this is the way I do it, so you should do it this way. The conversation is around, hey, this is the best path to be successful. This is what we found in our experience to be the, the right way or the easiest way for you to excel in this area, and I would recommend doing this. I'll take a term that I stole from conscious leadership. They, they talk a lot about speaking unarguably. So when we talk in terms of this is the way I do it, so this is the way you should do it, it's, it's, very, an argu it's very arguable, it's very subjective in that sense. And we wanna speak in a very objective fashion, a very unarguable fashion of this is the way to be successful, and it has nothing to do with the way I would approach it or the way this other person would approach it. It's because I want you to be successful and I see this being the best way for you to be successful. Um, and bring in your shared experience. I'm not saying that this has to be 100% like formulated and can't use your own experience in terms of helping this other coach be successful, but I find that a lot of people struggle with going from being the person to being the leader of people or being the manager of people. And one of the mistakes that they make is they talk in terms of how they were successful instead of talking about how that other person can be successful. So I hope these little concepts give you value in some way and maybe just shift your, your thinking a little bit um, to be able to create more clear, clarity, better agreements amongst your team and think about the why behind everything you do, the problems you're solving, so you guys can continue to move forward. If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to send me an email, andrew at fittown.com, and we'll see you in the next one.